morning. God is working in our lives. Amen. He's stirring. You folks are growing. I am growing. Hallelujah. I'm growing in the Lord. And, um, and I think it, it honors God when we have a thankful heart. The Lord says to come to him with your petitions, but with a thankful heart. Amen. And so I just, I know he's honored when we're thankful. And this morning over the pulpit, we declared thanksgiving. We declared worship to a God that's been so good to me, to been so good to you. He's been so good to me. He put food on my table this week. I mean, the big and the small, we can, we can go crazy about how good God has been. Amen. He's been so good to me. He's comforted me when I'm lonely. It's a song that I know. He's been so good to me. He saved me from death, hell, and the grave. He pulled me out of darkness into his marvelous light. Man, when you stir, when you get stirred in the spirit of, about the thanksgiving of God, it just brings you to a place. It brings you to a posture. This morning as we were driving to church, my daughter read from Psalms 100. It says, shout for joy to the Lord, all the earth. Come worship the Lord with gladness. Come before him with a joyful song. Know the Lord is good. It is he who made us and we are his. Are you his people? Are you a son and daughter of God? Hallelujah. It's so good to be his child. We are his people and the sheep of his pasture. Enter his gates with thanksgiving and his courts with praise. Give thanks to him and praise his name for the Lord is good and his love endures forever. His faithfulness continues through all generations. I, when my daughter read that this morning, I committed to myself that every day for a little while, I'm going to read that scripture. Because man, does it fuel my soul. And I want to be that kind of person that, that comes to the Lord. Like kind of how I, I felt that when, when Eliana did communion. Just, just that reverence she had. That's what I want with the Lord. Is that what you want with the Lord? It's a good, it's a good place to be. Hallelujah. Our God does not fail. And you know, I'm, I'm so glad to be here this morning. I'm not going to lie, I had a hard week. I preached last week about guarding our heart. And I, I, I had that picture in my mind of that guard dog that, that wouldn't let things come in. I said, you know, we're not going to let, I'm going to guard my, my peace. I'm going to guard my joy because the Lord has given me joy. And, and then Monday, I mean, that was Sunday, and then Monday, I, I, my head hit the pillow, and, and the weight of the world, the demands of life, we, we all have life, right? We all have work, we have kids, we have bills, we have things that weigh on us. And on Monday, when Monday hit, I, I hit my head to the pillow, and I said, Lord, what, what, happened, to that, what happened to that posture that I had on Sunday, that that rising up on the inside of me, that warrior princess that said, oh, no, no, devil, uh-uh, not today. Remember her? Where, where, where is she today? I feel like I, I had a hard day, Lord. And I, and I ran to him. I ran to him because he's everything that I need. I ran to him because he's the shelter 
where I can find rest. I, I know that's true for you as it is for me and, and, and I just wanted to be transparent in that that we live in a fallen world. It's unavoidable that we will be discouraged. The worst of us and the best of us will be discouraged. The strongest and the weak will be discouraged, will be disappointed, will be frustrated, irritated, sometimes discombobulated. Where, where do I go? What do I do? What, what do I do first? What? Amen? Have you been there? Unmet expectations. Maybe today you find yourself in an uncertain circumstance. You have an undetermined answer. You're looking for answers and, and there's no answer yet. Maybe you're here today and you have emotional unrest. You just, you're not resting easy. Can I tell you not to lose heart? Don't lose heart. Don't give up. And don't let discouragement defeat you. Hold on to that. Those three things. Don't lose heart. Don't give up. This is a word for you today. Don't let discouragement defeat you. You might have a setback, but don't lose heart. Believing might be hard when options are few. I heard it in a worship song, and I'm like, that is so true. When you're like, this is what I have to work with? This is the options I have to choose from? It's so limited. Doesn't it happen in our natural minds that our believing just begins to shrink? Don't give up. Don't get discouraged. Turn with me to 2 Corinthians chapter 4. And while you're turning there, I'm going to read Lamentations 3.24. It says, The Lord is my portion, says my soul. Therefore, I have hope in him. Remember we talked about the triune being? Our spirit, when we give it to the Lord, is secure, where our salvation is secure. But our soul, is, it's still being worked on. We're being saved. It's a, it's a working progress. And so this week I had to tell my soul, I loved this scripture because it, it reminded me to tell my soul that the Lord is my portion. God, you are enough. God, you are good. God, you will see me through. We, sometimes we have to tell our soul. We read all through the Psalms and we see how David, he, he spoke to his soul. In other words, he spoke to his heart. He spoke to his mind, his will, and, emo, and his emotion. And that is perfectly fine. We serve God because He's God and we're not. And so in other words, we're going to continue to go through stuff in this fallen world. But the difference is we, we have a God that will go through it with us. Amen? So don't give up. 
Therefore, I have hope in him. Who do we have hope in? In him. Not in ourselves. I don't have hope in my spouse because my spouse will fail me. I don't have hope in my job because my, my job, I can lose my job. But I have hope in God because God will not fail me. So don't give up and don't be discouraged. Speak to your soul. This is what 2 Corinthians chapter 4, I'm going to start at verse 8. And it's very fitting because we sang this this morning. We are hard pressed on every side, but not crushed. So be discouraged. I mean, be encouraged. We are perplexed, but not in despair. So be encouraged. Persecuted, but not abandoned. Struck down, but not destroyed. Hallelujah. Verse 16, if you drop down there, it says, Therefore, here we are, don't, do not lose heart. Though outwardly we are wasting away, yet inwardly we are being renewed day by day. Somebody say day by day. This is a journey, a journey of progression, not perfection. Jesus says, don't worry about tomorrow. Tomorrow got enough worries. Just day by day. For our light and momentary troubles are achieving for us an eternal glory. How many of you got troubles every now and then? I got troubles every now and then. That are achieving for us an eternal glory that far outweighs them. So, this is what you do if you got troubles, guys. We fix our eyes not on what is seen, but what is unseen. This is going to help us on Monday when we're walking with our troubles. We've got to fix our eyes on what is unseen. For what is seen is temporal, but what is unseen is eternal. If you drop down from chapter 5 to verse 7, it says, We live by faith. Not by, amen. Hebrews 11.5 says that faith is the substance of things hoped for. Who's our hope in? God. Faith is the substance of things hoped for, but the evidence of things unseen. In other words, our faith in God, catch this, is going to bring hope to our discouraging situations. It's our faith in God. It's our trust in God. It's our hope in God. It's our faith that will not allow us to be defeated. And God is so good because you know what he says? He says that you just need a little bit of faith. And then when you continue in me and continue to heed to the obedience of my Holy Spirit, you will grow. And then guess what? Your faith will grow. And your heart will change because your heart will be connected more and more to me. I see that in your life. It's a good thing. Don't lose heart. When we get discouraged, here's what we can do. Focus on God's promises more than our problems. 
You think that would help us? What we magnify will be the biggest thing we focus on. And we know that. We know that, but I believe that this is something that we need to be reminded of because God, the enemy can constantly tries to discourage us. He constantly tries to get us to give up. And he constantly tries to bring us to a place where we lose heart. But not us. We are a people that will overcome to the end. Amen. God is bigger than your situation. He's gone before you and he's going to make a way where it seems to be no way. And I promise you he's not late. Even though at times, even in my life, many times in my life, I feel like he's not on time. But it's probably because I'm looking at the seen instead of the unseen. I just want to encourage you this morning with a couple of scriptures that... Um, that focus on, focuses on God's promises and scriptures that we can hold on to when we have problems. Because what we're going to do as disciplined Christians, as, as warriors, help us Lord, is we're going to have the tools that we need when we're going through the fire. And those tools are God's word. And this is what he says in Isaiah 43, 2. It says, when you pass through the waters, I will be with you. So don't be discouraged. When you pass through the rivers, you will not be swept away. There's times in people's lives where they feel like they're drowning. But call on to God and call on to his promises because he is there. Amen. Amen. When you walk through the fire, this is my favorite, you will not be burned. The flames will not set you ablaze. I thought of something fireproof. You as God's child, me as God's child, we are fireproof. In other words, we are so valuable to God. What do we do with a fireproof box? We put our valuable things in there. We're so valuable to God that when the fire comes, we will not be burned. Hold on to that promise. Psalms 43, 8 says, The Lord is near to the brokenhearted and saves the crushed in spirit. Psalms 23, 4 says, even though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, it doesn't say, not it doesn't say, but this gives me an indicator that we will walk through valleys. Even as children of God, we will walk through valleys. And many of you in here can testify to valleys in your life. But you don't have to fear evil. Because God is with you. And his rod and his staff will comfort you. Th these scriptures are gold, guys. 
We got to write them on the tablets of our, our heart and we have to speak them out when we feel discouraged, when we feel like losing heart, and when we feel defeated. Psalms 30 verse 5 says, Weeping may last in the night, but joy comes in the morning. When I wake up in the morning, I tell the Lord, I tell him, thank you. Thank you for your mercy and your grace. Because I'm aware that his mercy and his grace are new every morning. I get to have a fresh start. And so consciously in my mind, I put that on fresh. No guilt, no shame, no, no holding on to what happened yesterday. Fresh. It's, it's refreshing. Amen. Matthew 6.27 says, Can any one of you by worrying add a single hour to your life? I read 40% of Americans worry about something that will never even happen. That is a bummer, guys. That's a bummer. Can you imagine how heightened that is even now in this pandemic? Can you imagine how much more that is for the people that do not have the hope of God living on the inside of them? I mean, just think of how much we worry and we have Jesus. Think of the ones that don't have Jesus. Help us, Lord, to realize that worrying will not even add a single hour to our life. In fact, it can deplete our life. It gives discouragement. It disarms us. Worry can derail us from the things of God. Worry can actually debilitate our physical bodies. I've seen that in people. Just the, the anxiety, the worry. De debilitating. Let's put, let's slide worry behind the lens of hope for a minute because God gives us hope right worry says nothing will ever work out but hope says God will provide all that I need worry says I don't have enough money but hope says God will make a way where there seems to be no way this is a situation that we're in right now and it, it, if I'm not careful, I can find myself in a place where I have um, a scarcity mentality. And God reminds me often, he's like, I, I, got, I, got, I got all the money you need, baby girl. I got everything that you need, have need of. There's no lack in your life. And I will provide all that you need. Continue to listen to my voice and follow my leading and I will lead, guide you, and direct you to the people, to the resources, to the opportunities. Your bank account don't mean nothing. The number in your bank account doesn't mean nothing compared to what I have for you. Do you believe that this morning? Yes. We serve a miracle-working God. Worry can say, I can't provide enough for my kids. I don't have enough time. I don't have enough resources. But God says, 
everything that your kids need, I will give because I care. I care for them. It's one of my biggest worries when my head hits the pillow. I don't have enough. I don't have enough time. I homeschool my kids. I work. I, there's times if I'm not careful that I feel like the rubber band is going to break. <laughs> but when I call on God, he gives me grace. And then I focus and I power through. And somehow, some way, things get done. Somehow, some way, there's still joy. Because we serve an awesome God. So I tell my soul, don't get discouraged. Don't give up. And don't lose heart. We got to talk to our soul. Hallelujah. Hope. That's what we have. And hope encourages us and enables us to keep going, knowing that God loves us, that he's with us, and that he's for us. I'm so grateful for hope. Without hope, there is no reason to wake up in the morning. One of our work vans, or not one of our work vans, different story. Um, our business that I work for, the company that I work for, you know, some, we're just on this ebb and flow. We're either really doing really well or not doing really well at all. And I went upstairs and I, I talked to the finance lady about moving some, some things around and some mortgage rates and this and that. And, and I told her, I said, before you even look at the papers, I said, just, or when you look at the papers, excuse me, I said, just, I, we just want hope. We just, we just want hope. Like, I, I don't want you to even perform a miracle right now. I don't want you to tell me you can give me $150,000. Just give me hope. Isn't that the truth? Sometimes just that's where we need to begin, is just having the hope. The hope that we need will press us forward into the things of God, into the next part of our life. Amen? Our hope is in God, and it's a good thing. Romans 15.13 says this. Our hope comes from God. This is a good scripture. Write it down. May he fill you with joy and peace. Because of your trust in him. May your hope grow stronger by the power of the Holy Spirit. We need his voice. We need his voice so that we can hear the hope that we have. You know, it's humbling to look back and see God's hand on a situation in your life that weighed heavy on you at the time. Actually, and it's actually a, a healthy thing to look back at situations where you, you knew you were at a place where you felt hopeless. You felt discouraged. You felt like there was a setback. But God came through. Tell her you got the TV on. 
Turn it on. Turn it on. That's a good thing. We need power. This, is, this picture popped up on my Google Memories three years ago from this month, from June three years ago. At the time, we were believing for a van. We were pregnant with our fourth child. And, huh? We were pregnant with our fourth child and we were believing for a van. So we declared and we decreed and we gathered all our children, the three children that we had, and we said, do you believe that Jesus is going to provide a van for our family? And they said, yes. And we said, okay, we need to worship while we wait for our van, and we need to trust that God is going to provide, and we need to have faith that he's going to do what he said he was going to do, which is never leave me nor forsake me, and always give me an over and abundance when I when I pay my tithes to him. So we were like, we were pulling out all the cars, all the, all the Jesus cars. We were putting it on the table and we said, Lord, you, you said, yes, Lord, we believe, we believe, we worship you, we worship you while we're waiting, we worship you while we're waiting. And for nine months, we declared that the Lord would provide a van. And then this little guy came. <laughs> In October. And we still didn't have our van. We still didn't have our van. Could you say we might have lost heart? Almost. Could you say we wanted to give up? Yeah. Were we a little discouraged? We're like, we're, we even had, I think it was Matthew that said, What about? Where your van? I thought you said Jesus was going to give you a van. And that's, that's the Lord. Because the Lord will bring people and places and spaces in your life where he's gonna he's gonna test you and so I said you know what brother I said the Lord's gonna provide a van the Lord will provide a van in due time and lo and behold six months later we get a van we get a van that we asked for we get a van the miracle was still in motion did it come um, too late? He, this guy came six months prior to us getting this van. Did the van come too late? Our natural mind might have said, yeah. What we see might have said, yeah, I came too late. But what is unseen is that the Lord is doing a work in our lives. Did we read, um, we read 2 Corinthians Chapter 4, verse 16, it says, don't lose heart, right? Though, our outwardly, though outwardly we are wasting away, yet inwardly we are being renewed day by day. And so it's always bigger than what it really is. And your prayer is always going to be answered bigger than what you even ask because that's just how good God is. And so all the while... I was asking God for a van, but he decided that he was going to do a work in my heart as well. Amen? Second Chronicles 16.9 says, For the eyes of the Lord range throughout the earth to strengthen those whose hearts, somebody say hearts, 
hearts are fully committed to him. I've told the Lord over and over again, my heart is yours, Lord. I'm fully committed to you. I'm committed to you and my heart is yours, Lord. You've said that prayer. Can I tell you that he looks for ways to strengthen you? He says, oh, that looks like a a heart that's fully committed to me. I'm going to go ahead and um, we're going to go ahead and strengthen that heart. So here we are in 1 Peter 1, 6 and 7. For all this you greatly rejoice, though now for a little while you may have had suffer, you may have had to suffer grief in all kinds of trials. Somebody say trials. I beg to say it was a trial that we were in this car with three car seats trying to shove everybody in. The kids are squirming and complain because their heads are hitting the sides of each other's car seats and they're just, it was a trial. It was too small. The car was too small. But yet the Lord in the unseen was saying, we're going to go ahead and strengthen the ashes. We're going to strengthen their faith. Let me tell you, there's things that are going to come up in your life And they're there to strengthen you. Don't pin it on the devil. The Lord is trying to strengthen you. And it's a good thing to be strong in the Lord. And in the power of his might. And so we waited. And are inwardly, we were being renewed. Inwardly, where we were being strengthened. Amen. Fast forward to today, June, same month, three years later. What do I have on? No, that's not the one. Um, My husband is ready to retire his Ford. He's done with it. It's just been giving us problems. I've been trying to help him band-aid it in every sense of the form, and he's just like, no, thank you. I'm done. I'm done with the Ford. We're in the same situation, believing for a miracle. And maybe you're here today, and you're in a situation where you're believing for a miracle. And I've said it over the pulpit, if he did it before, he'll do it again. And if he did it for you, if he did it for me, he'll do it for you. And the Lord reminded me, isn't it so good when you got to practice what you preach in your own home? We've all done it read something, and then go about our day, and the Lord just kind of just, bam, right? And so the Lord said, if I did it before, I'll do it again. Don't go there with the scarcity mentality. In fact, profess the miracle that you are walking through that is in motion, because it fuels your faith, and it attracts me. Lisa is doing the same thing in this very moment. She is believing for a house. Sheena is doing the same thing. She is believing for a rental. And you know what? When we converse and we talk about the things that we are in need of before we even get them, I promise you, it's, gonna, it's going to put fire under, fan the flame in our hearts when we see God answer the, the prayers. 
It's such a good thing, amen? Discouragement will not defeat me. Instead, I will consider it pure joy. That's a hard pill to swallow, right? James 1, 2 and 4. Consider it pure joy, my brothers and sisters, when you face trials of many kind, because knowing that the testing of your faith produces perseverance. Somebody say perseverance. Let perseverance finish its work so that you may be mature and complete. We want to grow. Amen? We want to grow in the Lord. We want to be purified. We sing it all the time. Purify me, O Lord. That you may be mature and complete, not lacking nothing. I like that. To lack nothing. So in that sense, it's, it's, it's what me, we magnify, right? If we look at this scripture and magnify trials, we're going to be like, oh, negative. No thanks. But if we look at this scripture and say, in Christ we want to lack nothing, then yes, Lord. I consider it pure joy that I'm, I'm waiting here because I know you're doing a work in me. Is that your prayer this morning? Perseverance. Somebody say perseverance. perseverance. I ran a marathon once. I ran a half marathon twice. When I ran the full... When I ran the half, the first one I ran was a half marathon. And I believe inwardly I was running away from a life I had created. It was a life without the voice of God. It was a life without his leading. And I was running away from that. I was running toward Christ. That was 13.1 miles. March of 2010. Then I ran a full 26.2 mile full marathon. That was the Maui Marathon. In September of that same year. And shortly after I ran this marathon, we became pregnant with our first child. To me, this marathon was a symbol of the next 10 years of my life. Slow and steady. Progression over perfection. I needed the pace of grace that was ahead of me. And I, and I, this journey of my running, I, it always comes back to me in my walk with the Lord. Because that 26.2 miles was not easy. I was discouraged at times. I wanted to give up and I wanted to lose heart. I needed, I needed Christ. And in my journey the last 10 years, I needed the pace of grace. I was practically pregnant every two years. Perseverance. And then almost 10 years and four kids later, in an effort not to give up, I ran again. 
And I wanted, this time when I ran, I wanted to set an example for my kids that said, we do hard things. It's not easy, but we will persevere knowing that the testing of our faith will make us stronger. The testing of your faith will make you stronger. We have to look at it through that lens instead of praying our trials away. I learned along the way that a support team means everything on this journey of faith. A support team. A community of believers, people of like-mindedness will mean everything on this faith journey. To celebrate with you, to help you in tough times, God never intended us to walk alone. We know this. He walked with 12 disciples. As soon as he started his ministry, he's like, I need a posse. Right? Same with us. You got someone to call. It's a good thing. It's what, it's the difference between not giving up and giving up. So as busy as our lives may be, and sometimes maybe inconvenient, please get a hold of a small group of people that are on the same team as you because they're going to help you. And when you're discouraged, they're going to encourage you because times will get hard. You'll depend on them when the journey gets tough. Can I tell you, when I ran my 26 miles, at mile 20, 20 I was like, I'm done. I wanted to give up. I was like, team, we're out. This was my team at the time. My brothers and my sisters, my husband and my parents. I'm like, guys, we're on the side of the road in Lahaina. And I'm like, we're done, guys. We're done. They're like, wait, wait no, you, you got to run like six more miles. I'm like, I'm done. I was so discouraged. I, my, my physical body had actually, like, I threw up a couple of times, and I overheated. By then, I was in Lahaina. It, was, it started at the airport, and it ended at Whaler's Village. And so by then, I was in Lahaina, just heat struck. For the first 20 miles, I'm like, Jesus. Then I got to mile 20, and I'm just like, I'm done. You need people in your life so that you don't tap out of this faith journey. Amen? When you want to lose heart, lean on God's word. Get a community of people when you feel discouraged. And the second thing I want to say is go slow. Second Corinthians said, day by day, don't worry about tomorrow, but press into the grace that God has for you today. Go slow, because the end is near, and we want to make it to the other side. This was the, the, the end of my race. I think I had like a mile left, and I was like such a snail. But that's okay. It's not who gets there first. It's just who gets there. 
And we want to get there, amen? It's a journey of progression. It's a marathon, not a sprint. Pastor Jay has said that many times. So I want to encourage you this morning, chin up. Chin up, man of God. Chin up, woman of God. Rest in his unfailing love. And I'm going to close with this scripture, but let me grab something. James 1, verse 12 says, Blessed is a man who perseveres under trial. For once he has been proved, he will receive the crown of life, which the Lord has promised to those who love him. God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Spirit. I don't think I'll ever run a marathon again. <laughs> but I just wanted, I wanted to have this as a reflection of, of the crown that we will get in heaven when we press through and when we press toward the mark for the prize of the high calling which is in Christ Jesus. Don't be discouraged. Don't lose heart. And don't let discouragement defeat you. We have hope in Christ. Amen. If you believe that this morning, if you've been encouraged, just give the Lord a praise.